Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On The Beat. As always, my name is Noah Blakesley and I'll be your host today. So, in case you guys didn't know, this is actually the second episode in a short series that we are doing on criminology and the reasons why we believe people have committed crimes throughout history. If you missed the first episode, we did it on biological theory last week, so feel free to go check that out after this episode and get all caught up. But for now, we're going to be talking about psychological theory for this episode. So, what is psychological theory? Well, it is defined by saying that there are mental aspects of why someone commits a crime and it is associated with their intelligence, personality, and ability to learn. Now, when we look throughout history, there are really three individuals that have made psychological theory what it is today. So the first individual we're going to be looking at is a man by the name of Alexandre Lacassange. And he was a French physician and criminologist that lived from 1843 to 1924. He was actually a rival to Caesar Lombroso's school of thought when it came to criminology. So he opposed biological theory. And if you guys want to hear more about that, feel free to check out last week's episode on biological theory. But for now, let's get back to Alexandre. So he believed that there was a combination of psychology and societal influences that caused crime. He divided criminals into three different groups, act crimes, thought crimes, and instinctual crimes, and assigned a different part of the brain to each one of these types. So the paredial zone was responsible for act crimes, or we can think of them as social crimes. Um, if you want to think of an example of this, a combination of socioeconomic impact plus a certain psychology type would lead somebody to joining a gang, for example. So that would be like an act crime. The front zone was responsible for thought crimes, and this was considered to be heavily thought out, purposeful crime that was committed by these individuals. And for example, you can think of this as like a heist of a jewelry store or something like that. Something very well thought out and planned in advance was in the frontal zone. The occipital zone was responsible for instinctual crime, and you can think of this as crimes of passion. Uh, you know, spontaneous murders or, you know, somebody accidentally getting killed in the heat of a moment in a bar fight, something along those lines. And a little interesting uh, piece of information that we found out was that Lacassange didn't believe somebody was born a criminal. However, he did support the death penalty because he thought some criminals were just beyond redemption. The next individual we're going to be talking about is the one and only Sigmund Freud. If you guys don't know who Sigmund Freud is, he was an Austrian neurologist that lived from 1856 to 1939. He was the founder of psychoanalysis, which is a method for treating psychopathology through a conversation between patient and practitioner. He proposed that the human psyche could be divided into three parts, the id, the ego, and the superego. The id was the unconscious and impulsive portion of the psyche that operates on basic instinct and is the source of base impulses. And it seeks immediate pleasure and gratification. The superego is the moral component of the psyche that determines right and wrong behavior and thought. However, it is often extreme in these beliefs and without tolerance for a differing morality from outside sources. The ego attempts to exact a balance between the id and the superego and is usually reflected in an individual's actions. So to break this down, the id and the superego are consistently fighting with each other 
And the ego is the balance that holds them in check with each other. Now, Sigmund Freud believed that criminal actions occur when the id is left unchecked by the ego, which would cause somebody to act on impulse alone. And an example of this that we can use in the modern day is what we call crimes of passion. So if you guys have never heard of this, it's the same story you hear about a husband comes home early from work, finds his wife in bed with another man and ends up killing them both. That is what would be considered a crime of passion because it was a heat of the moment, not premeditated type of a thing whatsoever. And Sigmund Freud would say his id got let loose and out of control, which was the reason why he committed a murder. The third and final individual we're going to be talking about was a man by the name of Hans Eysenck, and he was a German-born psychologist that practiced in Great Britain and lived from 1916 until 1997. Now, Mr. Eysenck believed there were three personality dimensions, extroversion, neuroticism, and psychoticism. Originally, he only said that there was extroversion and neuroticism, but later in life, him and his wife came up with psychoticism as well to add to those dimensions. Now, extroversion he defined as the gratification that is gained from sources outside oneself, and people with high levels of extroversion tend to enjoy human interactions a lot, while people with low levels of extroversion, otherwise known as introversion, do not particularly care about human interactions. Now, this problem arises when people with high levels of extroversion are not getting the amount of attention that they are requiring, so they begin to lash out in negative type ways in order to get that attention that they're craving, such as criminal behavior. The next dimension that he talked about was neuroticism, and this was the level of control that governs feelings such as anxiety, worry, fear, anger, frustration, envy, and all bunch of other negative type emotions. And he said when this level gets out of control, people begin acting more on impulse towards whatever sort of emotion that they are experiencing at the time, whether that be anxiety, anger, frustration, and they react to what that emotion is making them feel, which could be criminalistic in behavior if left unchecked. The last level is psychoticism, and this is the level that determines impulsivity and sensation-seeking behaviors. And he said people that react impulsively are typically more likely to be criminal type behaviors than those who are not. And people who also crave high stress type environments are more likely to be criminal type behaviors than those who do not either. The, he said that these three dimensions are consistently fluctuating and rarely stay the same throughout someone's life. Um, from year to year, they can be drastically different from each other. And he said that an imbalance of extroversion, neuroticism, and or psychoticism may be the cause of all criminal behaviors. Now, it is important to note that in the modern day, Mr. Isink has been discredited by a large amount of the criminology field. However, it, he did make a big impact for the time that he was alive. But let me know what you guys think. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As I had mentioned with the biological theory episode, these are just theories. This isn't fact. So it is just important to remind you guys that these are just theories. This is not factual. These are just potential reasons that people believe why we have committed crime in the past and continued to in the present. 
But if you guys like the show or if you didn't like it, feel free to let me know over at On The Beat on Facebook or on period the period beat period podcast on Instagram. And feel free to DM me or comment on any of my threads. But anyways, guys, I hope you have a great week ahead of you. We will speak to you next week. But until then, I hope you stay safe out there and enjoy yourselves. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye-bye.